the Not Great Parents podcast. I'm Not Great Parent Molly, and I've got my co-host with me today, Not Great Parent Nathan. How are Hello. you today? Not great. Not great. Well, that's your goal, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. We're trying to be good. We're trying to seek one thing, which is God's kingdom and His righteousness, to try and teach our kids to do the same thing. And yeah. That's really what we're always trying to do on this podcast. Well, and what we know is... is very attainable, but yes. some days it's easier said than done. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we're trying to provide, you know, have honest conversations with you guys about uh, how to how to do that in your life and how to do that in our own lives. Yeah. And, um, we try to have a little bit of fun along the way while we're talking mm-hmm. about it. So uh, today we've got a mini episode for you. Yes. And these episodes we um, do directly from questions that you've sent in to us. So yeah. in the show notes below, there is a form where you can submit questions and we want you to submit questions. We love hearing what's going on with you guys. And um, we've so far been able to take all the questions and do these mini episodes. So yes. um, like I said, feel free to submit them. So Absolutely. we have a good one for you today. Yeah. And Nathan's going to read it and then we're going to dive right in. All right. So uh, this question comes from Anonymous. Once again, Anonymous sends a lot of questions. Yeah, you can send us a, 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 your name in if you'd like to. But this is it. How can I help my teenager navigate difficult relationships? How can I help them express their anger in healthy ways? Hmm. So kind of two questions here. Yeah. Or maybe they're linked. Maybe, yes, and maybe they're supposed to be linked. I don't yeah, know. we don't know. So one thing about the questions, if you guys do submit them, yes, more specific. The, the more specific, the better for us. Yeah, if, if you want us to really uh, dive into the specific yeah. question you have. So a lot of the questions <coughs> we're getting are situational, very like this is going on in my life and how which I, I handle? love. We love that. Yes, I do I too. Love that. How do I handle this specific specific? Pacific. How do I this, handle the Pacific Ocean? Jeez. This specific. Just so big. <laughs> how do I handle this specific situation? Yes. And so when we respond, we try to give sort of broad and then narrow in on the questions answer too. Yeah. Because we want, it to, if it's happening to one family, it's probably got some version happening to another yeah. family. Yeah, so. I think we are less unique than we think we are. I think oh, there are about... Five different problems we all deal with. Oh, yes. And there are little tiny variations that make it more specific. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, uh, they're, they're really, I think a lot of times we think, oh, this is this is really, you know, oh. Unique to my child, yes. unique to what we have in our house, but we're some exception. But it does Most help. We're not. With that caveat in, it does help when we're answering questions, especially like this one where it says, how do I help my teenager navigate difficult relationships? I'm not 100% sure I know what you mean by a difficult relationship. I have lots of difficult relationships in my life, but for varying reasons. Right. And those reasons are not unique to me. I'm sure you have relationships that are difficult because maybe the other person's behavior, or it's difficult because of some past experience with this person, right? Or it's difficult because your personalities don't match. All of those things are difficult, right? Mm-hmm. Relationships are difficult. But the answer is different based on all those things. So um, it would be helpful. And if you want to, if we don't give you a good answer to this, it'd be helpful if you send another one and kind of just say, once again, you don't have to use names. Just say, I have a friend and this is what happens that makes the relationship difficult. Or my, right. my son or my daughter has a friend and this is what's difficult in their relationships. And so we're going to try and be broad. 
Um, but give information that is helpful. We hope hopefully. is we hope is very helpful. So, yeah. um, so let's attack the first part first, which is the difficult relationships. Difficult relationships. Yeah. So we all have difficult relationships, and we some of us have not difficult relationships, but they go through periods of time that might yeah, be difficult. Seasons. You might be going through moments that are difficult. Um, I as a parent. Our relationships with our children are often difficult. Oh, 100%. I mean, so difficult well, relationships they, is yes. something that hits on everybody. And I do think And they're going to deal with it their entire life. So it is important. I love that you're asking how yes. to help them navigate, not how do I help them remove them? How do I help okay. them eliminate Yes, no. We're not trying to eliminate. We're trying to work through. And yeah. we're trying to appropriately respond to, re, to relationships the way that God would want us to. And so I think that's a great place to start is how can I... You're almost asking the question we ask all the time is, how do I prepare them? They're going to have difficult right. relationships. Um, one thing I'll say before we even get to what we plan to talk about, I hadn't thought about this till we started talking about the prepare thing, though, is yeah. the best place to prepare them is with the difficult relationships in their home. Yes. So what I mean is um, if they have siblings, you know, my, 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 I got four kids. They have all different at varying times. This one's got a problem with this one. This one's got a problem with that one. Sometimes these two have a problem with this one. And this one's got, you know, they're all navigating that. How I help them deal with their siblings because they can't just eliminate that relationship and walk away. Now they can when they're 18 and they decide never to see each other. And you know what? But when they're living in our home, it's different. And it's summertime. It's a great time to work on right. it. For those of you like me who have your kids in school most of the time. We just but had your a long kids weekend. would never. Oh my have gosh! Are you kidding me? Okay. I this just, weekend was like battling the two of them. Jasper has well, difficulty. So I, being a really fun mom, I'm just gonna say it. Uh, did something that I don't normally do, and I made an entire Mario Kart track on our first floor Whoa. of our house. Mario, and made like arrows and all these. This is where things. Sawyer is going to capitalize on the whole "me and you are his parents" thing. Oh, He's going to come to his mom's house <laughs> to ride on the Mario Kart track. Yeah, so I made I moved. <laughs> you go around the couch and around the island and in, the cool. in through the dining room, and I had to make it so they would never be crossing over, so they wouldn't run into each other. But yet they still argued over the which cart they were oh, riding. Yes, yes. Um, they also were they also used socks and threw them at each other and they'd say, This is the banana or this is the you know, what all the different things and there was a lot of arguments that mm. would go on and then that would continue into the next thing. And so anyway, all that to say, even those sweet children of mine, their relationship has moments that are difficult. Of course. Every and I really does. just wanted to tell you, if you haven't done a Mario Kart track, That's pretty impressive. It's freaking awesome. That's pretty impressive. But uh, I will say, <laughs> if, you need is pain if you're like me and you were intimidated by Molly's uh, parenting there for a moment with the Mario Kart Your track. would be great. I could I come would make be. a heck of a track be. if you need me to. That is true. But I think... <laughs> I think all kids are going to have difficulty with their siblings, and they're definitely going to have difficulty with their mm -hmm. friends. And one key thing in my home, um, in fact, uh, so it, our kids, um, right now, they don't. we don't have a family therapist, but we had a family therapist mm -hmm. for a long time. We're trying to get back involved. But if, you're, if you've tried to find counseling, it's one thing I love about having uh, Jason Collins on staff here uh, with our church. And, uh, you know, he's going to school uh, back to get a master's degree in counseling. It is almost impossible to get into CBT. 
most counselors, most especially counselors, especially family and children counselors. I was going to say because ours have very specific needs and our family has very specific needs, we have very specific kinds of therapists we have seen. It's just been difficult. So we're kind of in between therapists. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, when we go see our therapist, they would talk about your family has more conversations about feelings than any family <laughs> we've ever had, yeah. which is very funny coming from the family I grew up in, which most of our you conversations, were the feeler, man. most of the conversations <laughs> about feelings were stop crying, Nathan. Yeah. So, <laughs> most of, that was most of the conversation. Nathan, stop it. Stop. Just stop it. Stop feeling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, yes. I, but I would say, honestly, it was very helpful to me as a, as, and this will get to what we're talking about today, being able to kind of put boundaries around my feelings. Mm-hmm. I think we've kind of gone to this place of all feelings are kind of boundaryless, yeah. and the feelings all kind of meld together. So I'm angry, sad, scared, excited. I'm not able to name them. And so they feel like this big mess. Like I I don't, and I don't, I've had periods in my life where I felt like my emotions were a big mess. I am very skilled. And I think because of the family I grew up in with just, are you angry? Are you sad? What are you feeling? Something, you know, very much this way was very helpful to me. And so I'm trying to help my daughters with that. My my wife makes fun of me um, for, I don't, have, have you, have you seen the movie or read the book, The Giver? Mm-mm. You don't know about no, this but book? No, but it sounds like something I'd love. Uh, well, okay, it's set in like this dystopian future and like no one, there's no color and there's no all this. And it's very uh, much like... you lost me with the no yeah, color thing. It's not, it's, it's, it's whatever. But I mean, Sawyer loves it, so I'm, I'm all happy for that. But the villains in the movie, the thing they constantly say, so I'm cast in the villain role, oh, is yes. precision of language. Oh, yeah. They say all the time, precision of language. And I almost say that to my kids all the time is, the word you're saying doesn't mean what you think it means. And what has become very helpful I is... you say that to me, like, every I was going to say... I say that a lot. Did your lot. parents say that? My parents used to say a different word. My dad used to always say to me, uh, words mean things. Okay. That was the thing he used to say to me all the time. So, okay. Oh, you've heard this phrase I've before. I've heard this phrase before. Well, okay. I do work with, you know, four of you. Oh, yeah, four, four of the Martins, basically, <laughs> yeah. But anyway... I say to my kids all the time, and this will get to the, I think, the difficult thing if you can't figure it out, is um, be precise in what you're feeling. Name it. You know, Jason has shown us before, right? Feelings wheels. The feelings wheel to have bigger language. Um, And I'd never seen that before, but I realized that's kind of what I've been doing with my kids is, you know, you're not just sad, you're disappointed, Mm -hmm. right? You're not just angry, you're frustrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you're not just scared, you're maybe anxious, or Mm -hmm. maybe maybe you're not even scared, maybe you're hurt. Yeah. You know, and so these different kind of, let's use precision of language. Let's make sure we're saying what we actually mean. But in that, you have, at the core of it, is honesty, right? Correct. And so when navigating difficult relationships, it, you have to say you what you mean. You have to say it, and it has to be honest. Yes. And, you know, you have to, you, you, it is dishonest to not have a difficult conversation. Oh, 100%. And I think that's something I've had to learn as I've gotten older, too, because I came from a family where, you know, arguing and, you know, doing things that are not keeping harmony in the family yeah. isn't valued a whole lot. So, yes. um, and I am a huge feeling person. And so I often had big feelings that I needed to yes. say or whatever that would disrupt that, right? Yes. And so... I, you know, it sounds like you might have too. <laughs> Got told, zip it yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And so therefore, um, I didn't always have the opportunity or right. felt like I could have that opportunity to do it. And so therefore, 
for years I just was dishonest about what I was mm-hmm. feeling or what was going on. Now, I do still have a hard time naming my feelings sometimes. Well, because sometimes I think if we don't get the practice of um, – how do I say what I mean? You know, you were talking about my family. The big thing was words mean things. What often ends up happening, I think, in a lot of relationships is we never say what we mean. We, we use words uh, effectively to, to get across not what I mean to say, but what I want to happen. And here's mm-hmm. what I mean. Uh, Jason mentioned this in a, in a sermon recently where you're in an argument mm-hmm. and you know there's a word I can drop into this and it's going to trigger everybody yeah. and it's going to make, it's, it's the little verbal grenade the I can launch. Yeah. The truth is that's not the word I mean. Right. That isn't what I mean to that's say. That's the word you're saying to get a reaction. I'm trying to make an effect happen. Mm-hmm. So our kids learn this pretty early, right? I have one kid who is a charmer, right? Mm-hmm. And she likes to come into me all the time and be like, this is often the one we have. She wants something from me. She goes, oh, great daddy. Oh, who is the daddy. best, best daddy that has ever lived on the whole planet and loves to give us good things. Well, you know, at first you kind of like it because yeah, you're like, well, right. this is great. And then eventually you realize those aren't what you mean to say. What you want to ask me is, can I have a popsicle? Yes. But what you want to do is make me think that it was my idea, right? Mm-hmm. Or that it was this other thing. You're manipulating me. You're not using your words to say what you mean. Such a great daddy would give me a popsicle. Exactly. And what I'm saying in op- opposite is, and if you choose not to give me a popsicle, you're, you're a terrible not, dad. You're not a good dad. You're not a good dad. And I, you've made me, you've triggered me and made me upset. Yes. And then I have another daughter who likes to wait until I don't do what they like and then lay all these, oh, you don't care about me. And oh, this blah, blah, mm. blah, 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 and throw all those things out. Of course, I would have never done any of these things. Mm-hmm. Never. Right. You never Never did. in my life, right? I, I'm, I'm like sitting here thinking, oh, I've said all these things. Oh, of course I have too, <laughs> right? Like these, and you see it more clearly yes. in a child because they, they don't have as much uh, skill in their guile like they are not as skillful at doing this but um those aren't the words they mean to say even when they say you're a terrible dad they don't mean i'm a terrible dad right or they don't mean i hate you because i say my my kids hate this they know they they all the time you know especially a couple years ago there was a lot of you i don't do what they want or they have a consequence and i hate you you're the worst parent and so i would make them come back and say okay well hold on a second Let's have a conversation around this. I hate you means that I want bad things for you, and if you died, I would not care. That's ultimately what I hate you means. is It's, it's really the opposite of love. Love would be to say, right, I will your good. Right, hate is to will you. your bad, right? I said, so is what you're saying is that you hope a bad thing happens to me? Well, and the truth is they don't. Mm-hmm. They know that. Even in the moment, that's not what they mean. What they mean is, I want to say something in this moment that will hurt you, which is a version of hate. I want to make that Mm -hmm. clear. That is a version of hate. They are not, though. The statement, I hate you, is is intended to come across as this statement of fact. And they want to zing you and sting you with that. And so I just said to my girls, what you need to say is, I'm really mad at you, and I wish I could do something to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Which, and then I make them say it. Right. And when they actually have to say what they think, mm-hmm. right, in that moment, it does undercut it a little because their rational brain kicks back in, right? Because before that, they're in this amygdala part, fight or flight part of their brain because right. they're just, they, they, they're just, I need to do something to fight back. And when they do, it, it cut, undercuts a lot of the anger, right? And so a lot of the things in our, our home has really become about, let's have honest conversations. So 
Molly, what are some difficult relationships you think maybe for teenagers that they end up in that if they could just be more honest in the conversation? Well, I think teen to teen relationships can be difficult, right? The nature of them. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to figure out the rules of engagement in the relationship. And their teen relationships are ever changing, right? Yes. You, You know, you... You, you have your teen groups or whatever, but you don't really feel so secure in them, right? Because right. it's different than your family relationship. A lot of teens have, I mean, we all have fam- difficult family relationships, but there's a lot of kids out there that have, Hold you know, extra layers of that. What are you Hold talking about? Hold on a second. You're saying, oh. all these kids I see, they have friendship bracelets. Oh, they don't. They say best friends with this forever. forever. Molly, it says forever on the contract on the bracelet. Ah, yeah, but You're saying <laughs> that those relationships may only last three to six months? Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Love of their lives that they find. With oh, yes. Show. Boyfriend, girlfriend relationships even but more But with doomed. all that comes a lot of navigation for them. It does, and it, absolutely. And a lot of it is feeling. And a lot of hurt feeling, feelings. And a lot yes. of feeling and a lot of rejection or, you know, highs are high and the lows are low. And, you know, we're all along for the ride with them. Um, and so I think, you know, those are just some of the relationship, you know, types that are, they're going to experience. Some of them are going to have really challenging relationships with parents. Mm-hmm. Some of them are going to observe two parents having really challenging oh, relationships. Oh, that's true, too. You know, and so they're trying to navigate and understand that. Yes. And um, not just in their own relationships, but they're watching all their relationships around them. Yes. And that is a lot to take in. It and, is. And um, so not having the, when you're, the question is great of how do I prepare them for this? How do I help them with difficult relationships and, you know, anger? It, it's a great question because we want to make sure that we're, well, we're preparing them. And I mean, honesty is really the core yeah. of all of it. I think I want to be able to teach my kids. So if you don't have a teenager, because um, I think relationships are a little easier before that. I mean, I know, no. I know. My my girls are not in the teenage Some phase days, yet. I'm not sure. Yes, and they have all those feelings. But I've got one who's a preteen, and all the hormones are hitting, and I can just see the feelings instantly become massive. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how it I was. I have one too. You have a, you you have a girl. A, I have a boy, but it doesn't matter. Yes, I just mean the, you get a boyfriend girlfriend. It lasts for six days. You break up. It feels it feels as painful as a divorce oh, like yes. it's like it's like this is the worst feeling you could ever have you know and I don't mean that I know we look at it as very patronizing as like oh it's not that big of a deal but to them it really feels that way and so the difficult relationship is a big thing so what I would try to prepare my kid if I had a young kid and I would do as much as I can with a teenager because they're in it is I would prepare them to be able to have difficult conversations mm-hmm. You know, teach them how to be honest in difficult conversations. So no name calling. Name calling is not allowed in my house, right? We we uh, over um, uh, talk about what each bad word or what mean name means to try one, take away its power a little bit. Mm-hmm. And two, to try and help them say, well, if this is what you mean, you you, you can say it. Mm-hmm. Which honestly doesn't, doesn't work all the time because I'm thinking, well, that is what I mean. So, you know, but other times when they're irrational and they're able to go, I don't really want to say that because once again, words mean something. Right. And just because I take that word back doesn't and say I don't say mean it. that, doesn't mean that the damage is not still done. So teaching them, we don't name call. We don't, uh, you know, make things a bigger deal than they actually are. I'm not going to use over emotional language to explain something. You know, this has been the worst week of my life. I thought I was just going to end my whole life. Oh, gosh. 
right? That kind of language and argument, that is not honest language. Yes. That is not honest language. And you go, yes, it is. That's how I felt. Then you did not have an honest conversation with yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? So the first one is use language that is honest. Teach them to have those. Teach them to be vulnerable. I had one of my, one of my daughters, I heard them in an argument with one of the other ones. And they said, they said to their sister, they said, you know, if I was allowed to say this bad word, that is what I would call you. Mm -hmm. You know, if I was allowed to do it, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to say that. But that is how mad I am right now. And what I said is, that's a pretty honest statement. Yeah. Is I don't actually want to call you this bad thing because that's not how I genuinely think yes. of you. But in this moment, this but, feeling makes yes. me want to. And I know it's important for me to express that feeling not right. this personal attack. Right. And I thought, man, that's pretty mature. I don't right. think I could say that like, to my wife. <laughs> you know, that I couldn't name call or, yes. or th throw a th th lob that verbal grenade that I'd be able to just say, look, when, when this didn't happen or this did happen, it hurt my feelings. Right. And th right now I wish I could make a passive aggressive comment at you, but I'm not willing to do that. I just need you to know that hurt my feelings. Yeah. How much different would our relationships be if we could have that honest of a conversation? So... I think modeling is a good is a good time to talk yes. about modeling too because I know we bring the same things back around for yeah. you guys all the time. But this is another one where, you know, you are gonna also have anger and difficult yes. relationship with your children. Yes. So how you express it toward them is super important. So yes. you know, you can't just say if you're angry or you're mm -hmm. having feelings, you can't blow up, tell them they're always the worst child ever and yes. then move on. You also need to say, I am angry, this is why, and yes. and then teach them through how you handle it to move on, you know, to yes. move forward. Knowing that the number one thing is the relationship. So I would teach them to have honest, difficult conversations, like you said, through modeling. They need to see you and your spouse have those kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to hide conflict in your marriage is never a good idea. I mean, not inappropriate ones. Right. I would not be having a conversation about your intimate sexual life in front of your children yeah. in some kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, that, honest. That's traumatizing. Yeah, that's not helpful. <laughs> but having an honest conflict of, I don't like the way you said that to me. Right. That's, they need to be able to see, oh, adults do have conflict. Here's how they navigate mm -hmm. those difficult relationships. And talking about it, I mean, my child has often said, are you guys really mad at each other yes. or whatever? And I'll say, I am mad at him right now. But you know what? This is how we're going to work through it. Yes. Or, and then coming coming back and saying, we talked about it or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Let, yeah. That, if they're going to see the fight, they need to be able to see the resolution. A hundred percent. Yes. So, so that's something that my child worries about sometimes, yes. you know, if we've had any kind of tension or he sees that we disagreed about something. Um, I try to do the same thing when I'm talking to him, right? Yeah, that's right. And when I'm talking to Henry, I'll say, I'm very, last night was a great example. I was very frustrated with him about something and I told him that. And then I said, but this does not change how I feel about you. I yes. love you and I'm mad at you in this moment. And I don't think that this is why. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow, you know, we're yeah, going to, it's all going to be fine. It's, we're fine right now. Yes. And reassure him that the relationship at the end of the day is, is that's intact right. and that's what matters. And I think that, you know, make sure that I allow 
him the ability, I allow for him to be able to say when he's having feelings yes. what it is. Just like I want to be able to say to him or yes. whomever what I'm feeling. That is huge. Yes. And, and I think when we talk about the anger part in just a moment, that's going to be a key part of it. But I think the other part of it that you're talking about there for, for this particular thing about difficult relationships is maybe your kid has the difficult relationship is I was friends with this person and now they don't want to be friends anymore. They're hanging out with someone else. And it's not really helpful. I mean, th- there's no real reason for them to go to them and go, it really hurts me that you have other friends aside from me and, you know, have this almost codependent relationship with this other 15 year old. Like you should have no other friends besides me. <laughs> like, you know, that's not really a healthy, honest conversation. There are times that they need to have honest conversations about how they are feeling but that you, they don't have it with other people. I remember I had a conversation with a parent one time where they were talking about the things my kids say, they hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. which they do. If you're a parent, that is a normal, total feeling. Now, I did not understand that until I had four kids and they say things to me. And I'm like, oh, I've never had someone yes. speak to me never like that. Like anything I've ever heard. Right. What is not appropriate, though, is for me to go, do you understand how much you hurt my feelings and the things you say to me hurt me so bad? That may be honest. It is not helpful. No, it's not And so, and I said to a parent one time, you need to have other parents in your life that you can tell them honestly, hey, that when my kid said that, that really did hurt my feelings. And I don't want to put that on them. I don't want them to be living their whole life feeling that they have to tiptoe around mommy and daddy's feelings. So you need to have other people you can talk to. And your kid may need to talk to you or and we talk about this all the time, have them in student ministry right. and let them build a relationship with adults people. there that they can say, it hurts my feelings that this person is not my friends anymore, not my friend anymore, and I know they're not going to be. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a way for them to express that hurt, to get it out mm-hmm. without it being some kind of dishonest, stuff it down, no, I don't care, it didn't hurt me at all, or some kind of they're toxic and I can't stand them and I'm going to cut them out and blah, blah, blah. None of that is honest or helpful. We all need a place where we can honestly express things. And sometimes they need to be expressed to the other person in the relationship. And sometimes they just may need to be expressed to God and to someone else we can kind of confess it to of, hey, I know this is not a healthy thing for me to be thinking, but it is honestly what I think. Or sometimes saying what you honestly think out loud with somebody sitting there will make what you've said Yes. I mean, it puts some real perspective on it. Sometimes when you say it out loud, it sometimes yes. just changes it right there. Which I think gets to the second part of this conversation of how do I help them handle their anger in healthy ways. Um, I think once again, it comes down to are they honestly expressing their anger? Right. Um, are they expressing it with what they really feel? Once again, if it's name-calling, if it's disrespectful, mm-hmm. right? You know, we say this with our girls all the time when they were younger. It's thankfully not that way, but I <laughs> I know for some kids, I've seen that even into 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, it still is a problem of don't express things with your body, use your words. So we don't hit people right. when we're angry, mm-hmm. right? Because that's using my body. I also don't do this. Oh, yes. oh, oh, if, if you're listening to it, I just had what looked like maybe a seizure. <laughs> but my kids frequently do. Flop like the, their bodies, or stamp, stomp, their, stomp feet. their feet. That's not an honest expression. No, that is not an honest thing you're saying. You are trying to find a way to express with your body what you should be expressing with your words. So teaching our kids, we don't use our bodies to express we things. Use our words. We use our words, right? And that's how you would say it to a little kid. But being able to find that. With that being said, there are ways that are safe 
and healthy, that they can use their body to express that emotion, but they're doing so not directed towards another person. I know a lot of people who, you know, when they're frustrated, they go run or they go. Yes, they have um, a punching bag. I know a guy who got a punching bag so he could go to his his garage. Those are okay things. I mean, the punching bag. Scream in a pillow. Yeah, the punching bag is not, the anger is not directed at another person, but it gets out of them. And not every person handles it the same, so everybody's going to have something different. But allowing for that to be okay, allowing for your child to have the space and the time to, you know, to express themselves it's okay. Well, I think there's a lot of... In a healthy way. Yes, there's a lot of people in our world, um, and I'll just say, even in in my own family, I know for my wife for a long time, because she's just not a very... She is not a very expressively angry person. Everyone gets angry, but she is not a... Anger is not even a go-to for her. When she gets frustrated or scared or any of that, she doesn't go to anger and yelling. She goes to sadness Mm -hmm. and crying, right? Mm -hmm. And I said to her at some point what's the appropriate way to express that you're sad? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you know, crying's an okay way to do it. And I said, that's true. And I said, what if I came to you and said, you know, it bothers me. It makes me feel some emotional way when you're crying all the time. You're not allowed to cry. You're just not allowed to cry. That's not an okay thing to do. Because that's what I will say. And if you haven't experienced this, I don't know how this this is possible. There is a way to weaponize your sadness. Mm -hmm. There is a way to weaponize your crying, that I will cry and guilt trip you and use my overwhelming sadness for how you have hurt me to direct it towards you so that you have to feel guilty and do what I want you to do. It is no different than yelling at a person and screaming. But for some reason, we're all very comfortable with sadness Mm -hmm. because it makes us look like the victim. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, when someone is angry, they are not the victim. They are the aggressor. Right. And so, yes, directing my anger, I think that's pretty clear in the Bible. Directing my anger in contempt, mm-hmm. as Jesus would say, to call someone a name, right? right? He says that. That's the same as murder, right? To condemn them, to judge them as less worthy of your love. That would be a wrong way because it's directing this anger towards someone. But anger in and of itself is not necessarily what is sinful. No. And there are appropriate ways. Yes, and raising your voice is okay. Yes, I'm a kind of person. I'm loud even anyway. If, even if you could you could raise your voice at me, but I might not like it. But that does not yes. make it wrong necessarily. It means I may not hear it. It may mean I may respond to it poorly. Yes. But you know that may be how you express anger. Not if yes. you're not saying you're not yelling at me and saying Molly, you're this horrible person. But you might be going, oh, I'm just really frustrated with X, yes. Y, and Z. That's okay. Yes, and I think you have to teach your kids. As long as you are not directing this at a person, once again, in dishonesty, disrespect, or some kind of disobedience, (laughs) if you're calling me a name or over, you know, you make me so angry, I just want to hurt you, you know, those kind of things that are over the top, those are probably inappropriate and should be dealt with. Um, Or if I'm slamming doors, we don't allow doors to be slammed because Mm -hmm. doors are a passive aggressive way to direct my anger at you. Doors don't get slammed in our house. Stomping up the stairs. I've slammed a few doors in my house. Oh, I mean, I'll be clear. I've slammed a door too in my own home. I'm just saying. This week. (laughs) Yes, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that would be an inappropriate expression. We would, and I would apologize. I would go to, if I, if I, and I have before, when I'm angry and I'm walking out the door because I'm like, oh, now I got to go do this and I'll slam a door. I come back in and I say, hey, I'm sorry. That was that was not an appropriate right. way to express my anger. I was angry, 
but that was not an appropriate way to do that. Um, if I'm yelling at you with the intention of intimidating you, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm a, I'm a big dude. And so in my house, if I get loud and the point is I want you to, you know, to to back down and intimidate and feel like you can't talk, that's inappropriate. Mm -hmm. If I'm loud because I'm upset in the motion. Passionate about something you're talking about. Yes, because the same thing. I have have five women in my house. It would be totally inappropriate for me to go, hey, if we're upset in a conversation, if you start crying, I'm leaving. I'm not going to deal with you crying. I'm not putting up with you. Yeah, that's not not appropriate. That's different. Now, if I have said to them before, we're not going to have this conversation because you are clearly trying to guilt trip everyone in the conversation right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're not going to have it right now. Just like I've been in conversations where they're yelling and calling names, or I have been in conversations where I'm yelling and my wife has said, hey, we're not going to have this conversation right now. Like those are appropriate. I think you have to determine what is inappropriate. The anger is not what's inappropriate. The name it's calling. It's what you do when you're when you are angry. The guilt tripping is inappropriate. The name calling is inappropriate. The punching things or you know hitting people that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I say to my kids, you can't hit your sister. You can't call her a name. But I've had my and one of my girls who's really uncomfortable with anger. She was one day she got so mad. She was just she felt like something was unfair, and she's she's yelling me, but she's little, so she doesn't intimidate me, but she's yelling at me of, this is so unfair. And she's telling me all the reasons she thinks it's unfair. And she's going on of, I feel like you're being mean to me, right? She's using, I feel. She's saying all the things. Yes. She's saying, I feel. She isn't saying you're a mean daddy who bought, she's not accusing me. Mm -hmm. She's just saying all of her stuff, but she's doing it loudly and she's doing this. And at the end of it, I said, okay, I hear all that. And I, and I told her why I thought this was fair. And, you know, we kind of had the whole thing and no one was that. And then at the end, she starts crying. I said, why are you crying? She goes, I'm so mean to you. And I said, <laughs> you were not mean not to me. Mean. She goes, but I'm yelling at you. I should have a consequence. And I said, you weren't yelling at me. You were upset and you were yelling, but everything you said was true. Mm-hmm. Nothing you said was disrespectful. You just told me you thought I was treating you in an unfair way. Mm-hmm. And that's an appropriate way to speak to me. Mm-hmm. It is appropriate when you, because dear Lord, for me to teach my children, especially because two of my children uh, are, are black young women, to teach them if you feel like someone is treating you unfairly, shut your mouth and just put up with it. That is not how I want to send these mm-hmm. children into this world. No. To teach them it's okay to be angry when you feel like you're being treated unfair. And as long as you do it in a respectful way. And, and you an sp- honest way. In an honest way. That's what you should do. And even if you get a little loud and you cry when you're doing it. And you're, maybe you're screaming when you do it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying... You're, you're, you're just, you're speaking. You're not being disrespectful. Now, obviously there are places that you start name calling me or you're trying to intimidate me right. with your volume or your presence. Now we have a different the, issue. It changes. But anger is a normal, you know, a normal response yes. to things. It's just, we've got to be the parents that teach them. We've got to, prov- we've got to teach them how to handle all emotions, but anger is one of them and how to ha- and we've got to model it for them, and we've got to provide a place where they can work through it in a healthy yes. way. And I think, I want to say this, if you have a teenage boy, uh, and I, this is stereotyping, so whatever, for it. come at me, bro. But um, <laughs> if you have a teenage boy, you have to teach them this. You have to provide a space that it's okay for them to be angry. You have to allow them to say things uh, that might be a little edgy, that might be a little farther. I'm not saying you don't ever correct anything they say. Um, Our world right now, there are uh, groups of people in our world that are weaponizing teenage boy anger into 
to, to I don't I don't want to use because people get triggered by that term, so I won't yeah. use it. They are they are they are taking what is a good and masculine thing, which is to sometimes be angry about wrong things in this world, mm-hmm. and they are taking it and saying you should direct that towards uh, people who are different than you, mm-hmm. and you should. And it's resulted in a lot of uh, growth in white supremacy movements. It's 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 resulted in a lot of these things that we see online. Intolerance of various in, things. Yes, of all different people, uh, violence towards women. Uh, all of these different things have increased because what happens is there's a there and there, there are all kinds of studies around this and so whatever but there 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 are these teenage boys that because they are just pushing the boundaries like teenage boys do and they're saying things that are a little too far and they're maybe being a little more angry and because there's a group of us adults who go mm, that's uncomfortable don't say that don't don't talk like that don't do this and contain your anger and do this we are pushing them towards people who say you know you should be angry and you should use that and you should weaponize it and you should go out and you should attack somebody and you should do this and you shouldn't take no for an answer and then you should have all of these things that come out for our teenage boys, we need to be able to teach them, really. I'm very thankful for parents, both my dad and my mom, who said, it's okay that you're angry. Yes. It makes sense that you're angry. But let's find out ways to be respectful when we have yeah, it, to challenge authority in respectful ways. My mom always said to me, you can say anything to me as long as you say it respectfully. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's okay that my kids are angry at me, and they tell me they're angry at me. And you accept it. And I said, and sometimes I've had to say, you know what, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know what, you're right. You said that in a good way. I didn't realize I was treating you unfair. Or you're right, I overreacted to that situation, and you, and it makes sense that you're angry. And when they see that, what they now realize is, hey, when I'm angry, if I just speak up, people listen. Mm-hmm. But when you shut people down, and I, they bought, what you don't want is them to bottle all that up and then explode. No. And so you have to teach them how to do it. And so one thing we do with our young kids, if you got young kids, is we tell them any way that you express. Your anger in your room, right? Because no, if no one else is in the room and you're not directing it to anyone, it's okay with us. If you go to your room and you're in there and you scream in a pillow, or you make a mess of your room. You start knocking things off, blah, blah, blah. Okay, because here's what I know. At the end of it, I'm going to go, now you got to clean it up. Mm-hmm. Once you're calm, you got to clean it up. And sometimes I go in and even I help them. Because what I want to show them is, and what I've learned over time is, if I don't go, there, you know, you can't act like that when you're angry. You can't do this when you're angry. If I give them a space, now... This often happens. You can't stomp up my stairs at me mm-hmm. when you go to your On room. On your way to do, destroy your room. You can't slam your door at me. And I, what we do is we go, okay, let's do that again. And I'll make them walk back down the stairs and walk back up. Mm-hmm. And they do it again. But if you go and you scream in your pillow, you want to knock some toys over. That's okay. And, because what eventually happens is now my girls don't knock things off because they know they got to go clean yeah, it up. That's and the part I'm like, oh. Yes, but what they've learned is, and this is the part, is their rational brain is quicker to kick in when they're angry because their body has learned to go, okay, well, when I come up here, mm-hmm. let me find appropriate ways to deal with it. As opposed, that's the training in it all. That's the training. So when they're young, give them appropriate spaces. As they get older, you be the appropriate space. When they're angry with a friend or a teacher or they're angry at you, Go, hey, you can say these things to me. As long as you're not calling me names, as long as you're not... You're not it's not a weapon towards Yes, me you're not weaponizing it at me. If you're angry, it may make me uncomfortable as dad. It may make you know you uncomfortable as mom. But I will, I will take that mm-hmm. so that I can help you learn how to deal with this. I think it's really important. I think it's really important. I love this topic because I think it's really relevant to yes. everybody. I mean, we all have our own anger. Our kids have it. But... We, anger is just one of many emotions and we could have plugged in 
just about any emotion into this yes. and said the same thing. Give them space. Yes. Give them honesty. Oh, them yes. Honesty well, and, and, and we already have had a couple episodes where yes, Jason talks us through exactly. like how to have so it's honest not, conversations. Yes. And, and it stuff. all comes down to that. It comes down to that honest conversation and yeah. and allowing for it because it's not about shutting it down. It's about yes. teaching them and training them. So uh, we want more questions, so send them our yeah. way. And thanks for being with us today. And uh, good luck being a not great parent. Yeah, Take absolutely. Care. Take care.